welcome to City League Sports, where we pay homage and give some love to sports in Columbus City Schools. I am your host, Dr. Vincent Clarino, and today we are honored to have a very special guest, the one, the only, Mr. Archie Griffin. For those of you that don't know, or you're just too young to really understand, Archie Griffin's legacy is completely intact. This is a gentleman who has done so many things for the world of sports, the world of athletics, the world of football, the world of Central Ohio and Columbus City Schools, the Ohio State University. We're honored to have you here this morning. Uh, joining me also today uh, from Columbus City Schools is Mr. Terry Anderson. This morning, we together will uh, be able to chop it up a little bit here today with uh, with Mr. Archie Griffin. And Archie, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? The both of you. Wonderful. Doing fine, sir. Thank you. So, hey, we're, we're honored that you carved out some time here to be with us. Um, I want to like dive right in for a moment and almost like stretch your brain to, to go back a little bit. And, and And the theme of this question will be character. But more importantly, so, you know, for those of you that don't know, uh, Archie was in high school in the late 60s, early 70s. Um, and then from there, transitions from Columbus Eastmore, what is now Eastmore Academy, but from Columbus Eastmore and goes on to Ohio State. But just tell us a little bit, like, what was it like growing up in Columbus in the 60s, late, you know, being in high school in the late 60s, early 70s? What was that like? Well, I, I thought it was wonderful. I, you know, I, I had a great time in high school. I've got some... Uh, great memories uh, of high school. The people that I went to school with uh, at East Four, uh, certainly uh, uh, the sports that I had the opportunity to play in high school, I participated in three sports, played football, of course, but I also wrestled and ran track. And, and uh, I had a marvelous time in high school. As a matter of fact, uh, those are some of the best memories uh, that uh, uh, that I had, really. I mean, it, it was just terrific. I really enjoyed it. Uh, at Eastmore at the time, uh, it was uh, a, a mixed high school, and it was my first time actually having had the opportunity uh, to be in that type of situation, and uh, it worked out extremely well. Uh, relationships were very, very well uh, amongst uh, uh, the blacks, whites, uh, Jewish uh, populations that we had at that time. Uh, it was uh, it was a great time. I, I, I cherished the memories that I had when I was in high school. Nice. So, so that, like like that's one of those pieces for you young people out there that are listening. Understand that you know he, here is someone who's had opportunities all over the planet, has seen everything, and Archie has been in so many different venues and whatnot. And then yet those high school experiences are something that you can think about, recall. Um, they're warm memories in your world. And so, I, so a question that I have is like, I'm, I'm not sure if you've read Will Haygood's book, Tigerland, or if you're aware of it. Tigerland, you know, speaks to some of the accomplishments that was going on at East High School, down the street from you right. when you were in high school. So a, as a kid, like kids today, they have all this social media, right? And they can they can connect to, what, you know, what other people are doing at sister schools. W were you aware as a kid, like what was going on at another school? Did, did you know who those other athletes were? Like like when you were in, in high school, who do you know that was also like really out there getting it? You know what I mean? It was on that on that stage that you think that, you, you know, maybe you didn't know you were on that stage, but you were pretty darn talented. Right. So and we'll get to that. But but like, was there someone else that caught your attention around Central Ohio, whether it be the guys from East or any other school? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I come from a fairly large family, six brothers and a, and a sister. So I have uh, 
I have older brothers. And uh, one of my oldest, my oldest brother went to East High School, uh, as a matter of fact. Uh, uh, he's six years older than I am. Uh, and then uh, my second oldest brother uh, graduated from Lyndon McKinley. And then uh, myself, uh, uh, Darrell, who's older than I am, he graduated from East Moore. I graduated from East Moore, Raymond and Duncan. And the rest of us graduated uh, from East Moore. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I was aware of the uh, uh, the outstanding athletes that were in high school because of my older brothers. I mean, my older brothers uh, were in high school. And, and and quite frankly, I looked up to my, my older brothers. Uh, my mm-hmm. brother Jimmy, who played at East High School, uh, played football there, uh, played baseball there, and uh, and, 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 and also uh, ran track there. I mean, yeah, he was pretty good. I, I grew up on the east side on Rich Street, so I had the opportunity to be around a lot of those athletes that played at East High School that were older than me that were at the age or a little bit below my, my brother Jimmy. Uh, but yeah, those uh, East High School basketball teams were phenomenal. I mean, just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the Eddie Rattlers and, and that crew, right. uh, Dwight and Lamar, I mean, mm-hmm. and you, those, those guys were fabulous. And, and, and I certainly looked up to them. Uh, we all looked up to them because uh, of the accomplishments uh, that they had and the, the things that they were doing. Uh, then when my family moved out from the east side to the north end, out uh, to the Linden area, we moved right down the street from Linden McKinley. Uh, my brother Larry uh, was at uh, Linden McKinley High School, and uh, you know he was he was doing pretty good himself. He was tearing it up in football. Uh, he was uh, all city, all district, uh, all and, and he made all state, and, and uh, ended up going to the University of Louisville, and and. Uh, did a great job there. Uh, and so I was following football back then. And, and at that time, Larry Davis at Linda McKinley was uh, mm-hmm. an outstanding uh, running back at Linda McKinley High School, uh, along with my brother, uh, Larry. Uh, and uh, they had some truly outstanding players at Linda McKinley High School. As a matter of fact, one of the best high school football games that I ever saw was uh, Linda McKinley playing Eastmore. At Eastmore, had to be 1968. Okay, uh, had to be 1968, and uh, I mean it was a battle. It was at it was at Eastmore, and at that time I was rooting for Linda McKinley because my brother Larry and my brother Daryl were both playing uh, for Linda McKinley, and uh, that was a game that was just awesome. I mean it went down to the wire, and uh, they had uh, some great players at Eastmore, and, and Linda McKinley had some. Uh, great players and and I mean it was truly a battle. When I, I I'll never forget that game. It was one of the best high school football games uh, that I ever saw. Linda McKinley ended up winning that football game, and at the time that's who I was rooting for uh, because of uh, my two older two of my older brothers that were playing at Linda McKinley. But uh, there was some outstanding talent uh, in the city league uh, during those days, and and uh, no, I'll never forget those guys. Uh, they were role models uh, for people like myself. And, uh, you know, we wanted to go to high school and, and kind of do the things that, that they were doing. Unfortunately, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I had that opportunity to do what I love doing at Eastmore High School, and it worked out pretty well. But, yeah, they were role models for us. Mr. Griffin, uh, you, you alluded to the fact that you your family transitioned from uh, different areas of the city before you landed uh, at Eastmore. Uh, when you, when your brother perhaps was at Linda McKinley, uh, you perhaps may have been in middle, in middle school at Linmore a middle school, I believe, you, in our conversation that we had 
a few weeks ago. You mentioned of a gentleman there, Mr. Gill, uh, that, that said a few things to you that allowed to help shape your your character and your career as well. Do you want to expand upon that a little bit? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Mr. Gill uh, was uh, a huge, uh, inspired my life. Uh, and just about everywhere I go to this day, I, I, I talk about Mr. Gill and, and uh, the three Ds because that's what I learned from three Ds, desire, dedication, uh, and determination. You know, desire, setting goals for yourself, dedication, committing yourself to achieving the goals, and and determination being able to overcome the obstacles that might get in your way. Uh, Mr. Gill, uh, he was a junior high school uh, guidance counselor. He, he was an advisor for our student council. And uh, I thought he was a tremendous man. And in the junior high school, I served as president of our, our student council, and uh, which we called uh, Help, Help Us Engage in Limbo's Progress. And, uh, and, and, and it was a wonderful experience for us. It was a great leadership experience. Uh, for me, and, and, and I really appreciated that opportunity, but I really appreciated more uh, the words that uh, Mr. Gill would share with us and the time that he would spend uh, with us because he left, without a doubt, a lasting impression on me. And again, I talked to him about him uh, to this day. Uh, every speech that I make just about, I talk about uh, Mr. Gill because... Wow. Uh, uh, my, my, you know, my success, I believe, is due uh, to those three Ds. I mean, I always call that uh, uh, my formula for success, desire, dedication, and determination. Mm. And uh, I got that from Mr. Gill. Powerful. And, uh, I, I'll never forget it. You know, it's interesting that you share that because something you, you just said a moment ago was about the time. You know, you said the time he invested in you all. Mm-hmm. And and and, that, and that's the part that I think sometimes people overlook. Like, you know, one of the things that, that my father always shared with me as well, you're speaking about just lasting impressions and those types of conversations is that, you know, the one thing that you can give that is free, but has so much wealth to it, so much value is time, right? If someone gives no their time no to you, that 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 is more valuable than the dollars that they can give. And I'm not saying that that writing checks aren't important, right? But but being able to give your time to roll up your sleeves and invest in a project, invest in a person, invest in a kid, invest in an obstacle, invest in a task. Um, th- th- there's nothing that duplicates that. Um, I, I want to circle back for a moment, right? Because you shared what was a really interesting piece a moment ago. You said one of the best games that you ever saw was this was this uh, was this was this game involving Lyndon. And then here you were a couple years later, right, as a senior at Eastmore. And at one point, right, you're rooting for Lyndon. And then now here you are on this stage and you're playing in the championship game against Lyndon. And and obviously, yeah. So 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 tell me a little bit about about those emotions, right? I mean, let, let's let's give oh, people my. a peek behind that curtain because <laughs> that that's a doozy. Where you know, as especially for a young kid to go through that transition of emotions in two or three years, one minute you're you're young and you're rooting for Lyndon, and then here you are and you're suiting up and you're putting on your Eastmore helmet to go out and play against Lyndon. So so let let us hear a little bit about that. Well, I tell you what, that's uh, my senior year at Eastmore would have been the 1971. Uh, football season. Uh, it was the first year that the City League had a, a, a North-South uh, championship game. And that in itself uh, was exciting because uh, depending on what side you, if you were in the North, you were looking forward to trying to get in that championship game. If you were in the South, as we were, uh, we were looking forward to trying to get to that championship. That's where we wanted to be. Uh, and then, uh, from our standpoint, 
that championship game just happened to be against Lyndon McKinley. Mm. And Lyndon McKinley, had, I knew everybody on Lyndon McKinley's football team because right. I grew up with them uh, on, on, on the north side. So you can imagine how excited I was uh, to, to be able to play in the championship game against guys that I knew extremely well. As a matter of fact, some of my best friends uh, were on uh, the Lyndon McKinley uh, football team. As a matter of fact, you have to think of a good friend, a guy by the name of Tom Pickney. Uh, he used to always come over to my house. We'd, we'd go out to proprietary types together uh, when we're not playing football and stuff. And 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 and, and I'd go out with a lot of uh, Lyndon, Lyndon kids because I just knew them so well. But Tom Pickney came over Saturday uh, before that uh, uh, uh championship game for Saturday before the championship game and he knew I had a bad ankle. Mm. He came over, I was laying in my bed and he did it and our house was his house. I mean he could come over, yeah, he walk yeah. around, he knew my parents well and, and and he walked upstairs. He said, I know you got a bad ankle and he grabbed me by the ankle and started acting like he was twisted it and whatnot. Oh, so we got man. a good laugh out of that. And yeah. and, and uh, it, I mean it was just a lot of fun having that opportunity to play against them. I mean we Really, really look forward to that. I remember the uh, the day before the game, and uh, the uh, I don't know if it was the Donuts Club or, or, or one of the service clubs mm-hmm. had a, uh, a luncheon, and, and they were honoring both uh, Linda McKinley and Eastwood as for going for playing in the uh, championship game. And I remember Linda's coach, yeah, you know, he came up to me, and he probably he, he wouldn't know how how much he affected me when he did this, but he came up and he looked at me and he put his hand on my chest and he said, you're not that big. Mm. Let me stop you. And I said, oh my goodness. And I, I, that came out of nowhere. Right. I, I, that fired me up so much that you cannot believe. Oh, that's beautiful. We went back to, went back to East Mall. We had our pep rally for the game and, uh, and Coach Stewart mentioned that during the pep rally and, uh, and, and my teammates, I mean, they got all fired up then and, and so it was just unbelievable. And, and we went out there. It was a play, game that played on a Saturday. And, and we went out there. And we got the best of them. We won that football game. So we had the honor of being the first city league championship team that was decided between the North and the South. And uh, that is a true honor. I mean, that was uh, wow. very, very special. That's another one of those memories that uh, that you'll never, ever forget. It was uh, televised on cable TV. And, you know, at that time, that was probably really, really, it was really, really big for for uh, high school students to be on cable TV being uh, televised. And uh, I- I'll never forget that. It was wonderful. And my brother Ray uh, played in that game as well. So he knew just about everybody on Linda McKinley's team right. also because he played for uh, the Little Linden Eagles, mm, okay. uh, who were very, very popular uh, at that time at Little League ball. And Raymond played a lot of his Little League, all of his Little League, pretty much with the Linden Eagles. So he knew everybody. Uh, on those teams as well. So uh, it, it was a great deal of fun. And again, it's a memory that I'll never, ever uh, forget. You know, you have those memories like that and uh, you know, you cherish them. I mean, you really, really do. Right. Because not only was your team special to you, uh, that other team mm-hmm. was kind of special as well because mm-hmm. yeah, you, you knew them so well. Certainly. And, and they were friends. And, and, uh, uh, you know, I just I, I just enjoyed that so much to have that opportunity, and I'm glad that it uh, certainly turned out the way it turned yeah, out. That, yeah. Because I've got those bragging rights right now. That's that right. I, uh, some in contact with uh, all of my friends from 
the living area, who, who, who grew up in the living area with me. Uh, but uh, it was really, really uh, very, very special. As a matter of fact, my girlfriend at the time was at Linda McKinley. So there you go. So she had to, she had to, she had to, she had to deal with uh, 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 with them grabbing her about playing up. Yeah, so, but you got the last laugh on that time. one. You, you know, the, yeah, the, the beauty did, of that one. And, and, and we still get laughs today. So there you go. Well, well, you know, City League sports fans, you, you, you got a chance to hear it like that. That's a phenomenal story. I'm blessed to even have a chance to hear it. And, and, and I'm going to do this for you, right? Just for all those Linden folks out there that, that, that are going to get a chance to listen. Archie gave Linden 267 yards that day. I mean, that's beautiful, right? So, like, when you think, for those of you that think you know football, if somebody rushes for for a hundred, that's a good game. Somebody rushes for two hundred, that's a good game. That that no, that's a special game. But when you go two fifty plus, that means that you was just running up and down the field on Linden. I appreciate you sharing that story. I I, I want to transition now, and 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 I want to use this word as like a focal point for a moment. And, and care, the word is character. So like you've had this like I mean really almost like storybook. I think for people who are on the outside, you've had a storybook life. You, you you know you grow up here in Central Ohio. You 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 know you you use your talents on um, you know obviously on the football field and other platforms athletically to to be able to um, change your trajectory forever. You know Ohio State. Um, I, I haven't mentioned it yet because I think your name just automatically goes with the two Heisman's. We'll get to that a little, little bit here in a minute. I know you got a transition, but but so character. Talk to everyone like 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 almost to our young people. Talk to us about character. Share why character is important, and and just kind of like how you've lived your life. Um, so if you can, just give us anything that pops in your mind when you hear the word character, where it came from, who instilled it in you, what what you believe are are those important things. I think our listeners would yeah. really be able to benefit from that. Character, good character, uh, is just so very very important, and I I, I feel really fortunate, uh, Terry that uh, coming from the family that I came from, uh, my mother and father, uh, they gave all of us, uh, all of their eight kids priorities uh, to live by. And that first one was for all of us to always trust God. Mm-hmm. And the second one was for us to get an education, a college education. And the third one was for all of us to participate in sports. Uh, mm-hmm. They wanted us to trust God first because they always said, if God's in control of your life, then he can help you in any situation. Uh, that you might find yourself in. And I certainly uh, believe that. And so, again, secondly, they wanted to get an education, a college education. They wanted to get a college education because that was something that they didn't get. And their dream was for all of us to get it. And, and that was a dream come true for them because all eight of us did uh, get a college education. And that third one was for all of us to participate in sports. And they wanted us to participate in sports because of the lessons that we learn in sports. Uh, the will to win, cope with pressure. Uh, being along in a team situation, all those things are so very, very important. But the, the thing they like most about athletics, and especially about a game like football, is that when you get involved in football, you learn how to get up once you mm. get knocked down. And that's one of those lessons. Mm, that, I uh, love that, that one right there. From, that's right. You can benefit from that for, for, whole, for your life because right. things don't always go the way that you want them to go. You have tough times with adversity. In order to be successful, you've got to be able to deal with the tough times and adversity. But one of the things that, that uh, I remember that they always talked to us about was treating people right. Treating Ooh. people right. 
It goes back to the golden rule. Do unto others as you wish them to do unto you. And uh, that's what I've always just tried to do. Treat people right. Mr. Archie, I got I, I got to dive in. Mr. Archie, I got to dive in and share a quick story. I, I apologize, but you got to hear this real quickly because you just teed up my next comment. So I, I reached out to some people and I said, hey, share with me your best Archie story. And what you just shared makes this one pop into my head. So a gentleman who was a kind of an up and coming uh, beat writer here in Central Ohio used to play some pickup games. Uh, at, as a t- at a time when you were an adult at the cages over on Ohio State's campus some pickup basketball games. And this guy uh, really wasn't someone that knew you and, 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 and wasn't necessarily, uh, you know, in your world other than these pickup basketball games. And he shared that uh, he was out to dinner. His parents came into Columbus and he was out to dinner with his parents. And you happened to come into the restaurant where they were dining at. And he said that uh, he would always tell his parents that, yeah, you know, I get to play basketball with Archie Griffin, two-time Heisman Trophy winner. And, you know, when you say that and you're sharing that type of story, um, I I don't know if you know you're bigger than life here in Columbus, but you are. Uh, Every time you go someplace, people point you out, they're looking at you. I I can think of times when I've seen you and and everyone in my family knows who you are. So when we see you, we always go, look, you know, there goes Archie and whatnot. Um, but, But so this guy was sharing this with his parents and he said that out of nowhere, you came over and said hello. And he said that made his whole, like that made his whole world. And that guy's name is Steve Blackledge. And so Steve shared that he had an opportunity and his parents walked away. Just, I mean, just sitting there, he said in amazement at that, at the fact that here their son is, and he actually knows, right? Archie Griffin, the two-time Heisman Trophy winner. And so for you, you just shared treat people right. And I think that that story goes along with that as an example um, so you're all, you're always giving it back and paying it forward. Um, so, so like, you know, from, 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 uh, uh, an advice standpoint, as we start to, you know, wind down here, I know we want to be respectful of your time. Like, like what's the advice you would give to a high school kid, you know, or, or, or some young person who's maybe trying to find their way. They're listening. They, they tune in to city league sports and they're listening to, to three, to the three of us here today. What's the advice you would give to a young person? It's kind of, uh, Terry, kind of what I you know, talk about, some of the advice, and it, it may seem odd to say this, but the advice that uh, my folks uh, gave to me, and, and, and that is, you know, keep your priorities in order and, and, and try to do uh, the right thing. Uh, treat people the way that you want to be treated. And believe me, if you do that, uh, good things uh, will happen uh, for you. But also, uh, Back to uh, Mr. Oscar Hill, uh, to get anything, you got to work for it. Uh, mm-hmm. you got to totally commit yourself uh, to being the best that you can be. And when you add those three Ds, that desire, dedication, and determination up, you add those things up. That's what uh, those things equal, a total commitment, being the very best that you could be. So if there was any advice that I could give anybody, uh, it would be uh, those things. So treat people right. Uh, totally commit yourself to be the best you can be. And again, that's the 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, because those things are, are, are what uh, helped me along. They guided me. And uh, certainly uh, my folks uh, had a tremendous impact with me on, uh, on those priorities. So keep those priorities in order. And just follow that, and I think uh, you'll be fine. And, that, and remember, too, that that first priority for us was always uh, 
believe in God, strong belief in God. Certainly, certainly. And, and, and so I think like, it, it, you know, if someone tuned in they, and they listened today, they got a real treat. They got an opportunity to hear, um, you know, behind the curtain, right? Like, 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 like nothing gets better than the Saturday before the big game and you being at home with one of your buddies and you all joshing about, you know, a sore ankle, which c- clearly wasn't that sore, right? Because you was able to go out and put and put up hat. hat. Uh, it, was, it bothered that, that ankle bothered me all year long. I mean, I there you go. Yeah, and, and Tom, Tom, Tom knew that. Yeah, because we used to laugh about it. He that's toughness. That's, that's perseverance. That's what. Well, you know that that that's the type of perseverance that develops in growing up in a home of eight kids. And, and, and you know what I mean? And you got and you have parents that have the character that you spoke about today, the beliefs, the, the focus to be able to raise you and your siblings to be, uh, you know, just great contributors to our world here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I want to I, I want to take us out of here on like. So what I like to do with a special guest like you and, and, and we've been kind of leading the direction of the discussion. But but I want to I want to give you here as we wind down and, and, and we'll feed off of you. Is there any story? That just pops into your mind, whether it's time at Eastmore, time at Linmore, um, non-football story uh, at Ohio State with the Bengals, wh- whatever experience you have. Is there something that, that you think um, a young person could hear from a story, a, a challenge, an opportunity, whatever it may be? And then, and then Terry and I will we'll feed off of whatever you say. So, so do you have anything that, that, that pops into your mind that, that you'd like to share? Yeah, I, I do, and, and uh, this will be my experience at Ohio State. When I was uh, coming out of Eastmore High School and, and being recruited by a number of different colleges, uh, a lot of people told me that I shouldn't go to Ohio State. They, mm-hmm. they told me that I was too small and that uh, Coach Hayes uh, uh, only recruited big backs well over 200 pounds, and they told me if I go to Ohio State that uh, I was going to get lost in the shuffle because Ohio State had you know over 100 ball players and and I, I'd be better off going to a smaller school. And uh, being an athlete, uh, I kind of uh, thought I knew my abilities better than anyone else. So I, I took that as a challenge uh, to go to Ohio State. And uh, I'll never forget uh, when I reported to camp in 1972, summer of 1972, you know, I was put at the back. But, but 1972 was also the very first year that freshmen were eligible to play. Ding, March, ding, ding. Uh, you guys. And with that being the case, my number one goal uh, was to make the varsity team because I wanted to prove to everybody who said that I could not play at Ohio State. I wanted to prove to them that I could play at Ohio State. So when I reported to camp, I put it to back. And uh, at that time, being put it to back, kind of been playing on the 15 and uh, playing on the 15 and playing on the scout squad. And you know, that's kind of like the meat squad. We were the guys that uh, took the beating every day in practice for the first two years. Our job was to run the opposing team plays while the first team defense got their practice off of us. Well, that year, our first game was a home game, and it was against the University of, of, of Iowa. And because it was a home game, Coach Woody Hayes allowed everybody to dress because mm-hmm. he believed that if you practice for Ohio State, you should be identified in the Ohio State University uniform at a home game. And I was really happy about that because nice. that could at least show that I was part of the team, you know, even though. Uh, we had three number 45s at that time on that team. But the, the, the night before that game, he took the varsity way to the hotel, and, and, and we stayed in the dormitory. Uh, we met up with the team, played against Iowa. We were beating Iowa pretty bad. Fourth quarter, a couple of minutes going the game, Coach A put a few freshmen in, and I was one of those freshmen. And I can remember going into the game thinking this was my big chance if I could get in there and maybe make a touchdown or maybe 
uh, make a big play, he, he, he might put me on that varsity. But I went into the game and uh, uh, got into the hole. To my surprise, first play call uh, was an 18 sweep, and that was a pitch out to me mm-hmm. going around the right side. And uh, we broke the huddle, lined up now from Mason quarterback, started calling the signals, and he started calling the signals. I got to thinking, I said, you know, I wonder if our offensive line is going to open up the same type of hole for me as they've opened up for our other running backs to run through. Because all day long, they've been making these big, huge holes for our running backs to run through. And I wonder when they're going to do the same thing for me. When the ball was snapped, and as soon as the ball was snapped, I did something that was fundamentally wrong. You see, if you're a running back or a receiver, you're going to get a pitch out or a pass. Uh, I don't have to tell you guys. There's some fundamental things that you're taught from day one in Little League football. You got to look the ball into your hands. You got to watch it come mm-hmm. from the quarterback's hand right into your own hand. Mm-hmm. But when the ball is snapped, I focus my attention on the hole in which I was going to run through. Mm-hmm. When I looked towards the hole, I was shocked because those guys had opened up a huge hole for me. Well, he was my eyes on the hole, the quarterback pitched the ball to me, the ball hit me in the hands, and I fumbled. And as you can imagine, that was a huge disappointment. Coach A took me out of the football game, and, and quite frankly, I thought that I had blown uh, uh, my big opportunity. I remember going home that night, and my dad uh, noticed something was wrong with me. He asked me about it, and I told him, I said, Daddy, you know, I don't know that I'll get another chance. This year, being a freshman, being a 15th tailback, being on the scout squad, just having fumbled, you know, I don't know that I'll get another chance. But my father, like he, he'd always do, he gave me encouragement. And he told me, he said, you know what? They would not have put you in the game if, if they didn't think you could play. Ooh, great advice from a dad. Just keep working hard, doing what you were doing. Uh, and, and I went back to practice that next week. I was still the 15 tailback, still on the scout squad, still taking that beat every day from the first team. But our next game was also a home game, and it was against the University of North Carolina. And again, because it was a home game, everybody was allowed to dress. Night before the game, Varsity went away to the hotel. We as freshmen were very brief. They in the dormitory, met up with the Varsity Gator game for the Game against North Carolina started, first quarter. North Carolina blocked the punt of ours, went ahead of us 7 to nothing. Then all of a sudden, midway through the first quarter, call from the bench, called Griffin. They kept calling Griffin. I knew he wasn't talking to me. I mean, I was a 15 tailback. Couldn't have been me. But they kept calling Griffin. I was the only Griffin on the team. So I went up to Coach A. He gave me about a shoulder pad, told me to go in the tailback. Right then, I got all excited. I went to run into the game, and one of my teammates called me back because in all the excitement, I pretty much forgot to take my helmet with me. <laughs> I, mean, I almost forgot to take my helmet with me. Well, I went into the game, and all I can tell you is that I was in the days the whole time. My number was being called. I was running with the ball. I know that I played about two and a half quarters, and uh, I know that, uh, you know, <laughs> It was going pretty good, but I knew that I played about two and a half quarters. And when I came out of the game in the beginning of the fourth quarter, the 86,000 fans over in Ohio Stadium, they stepped and gave me a ovation. And they did that because in those two and a half quarters, I rushed for 239 yards, which at that time was an Ohio State rushing record. And I'll never ever forget uh, that feeling I had leaving that field, seeing those 86,000 fans. Uh, Stand up. I mean, that was that. That is me, special, uh, special, uh, special. Yeah, it it, it, it really was. It's a, a memory that I'll never ever forget. That certainly was a springboard uh, uh, to my uh, career at Ohio State University. Uh, and uh, when I think about it, guys, you know, I, I counted it in America, uh, Dr. Clarno, because the, the 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 night before that game, when I prayed as I do every night, I asked the good Lord of above to give me a chance to play the game, which is a chance. Helped me play to the best of my ability, and he did that for me. 
And to this day, I'm so very, very thankful for that because I believe that uh, uh, that was the springboard uh, to my career. Well, well, we we appreciate you sharing that story, Mr. Griffin. That that was an amazing story. I, I got goosebumps just now mm-hmm. when you told. I was over here shivering in my seat. I'm getting the uh, I'm getting the cues and the signals that we have to wrap up. And I know you said you had to be somewhere. We are more than pleased here in Columbus City Schools for you to join us here this morning. I, I will say as part, I got to do the outro, you know, you got to do all the all, all, all the important stuff, but I will say you share something just now. You said in that first game, yeah. there was three number 45s walking around on the sidelines with the number 45 <laughs> on. There's only one 45 retired at Ohio State, and that and that's forty five Griffin, right? right? So there's a, so there might have been a bunch of forty fives walking around, but there's only one forty five up in that stadium. That's your forty five. Um, you are our forty five as well. We appreciate you here, City League Sports, Columbus City Schools. Um, appreciate your time. Uh, I'm appreciative of you know Terry Anderson joining me here this morning and the opportunity to speak with you. I'm going to do the formal stuff, and then we're going to get out of here. Um, I wish you nothing but blessings as you continue to move forward. So I got to read the script for a moment here. And I want to say that that's all we have for today. Uh, Thank you for listening. Special shout out to our guest today, Mr. Archie Griffin, um, for coming through and being here with us. Be sure to catch us on all future episodes on WCBE Radio. You can also catch us on Spotify, Apple, or the platform you prefer to listen to all your favorite podcasts. We are City League Sports. Until next time, I'm Vince Clarino, and we are out of here. Mr. Griffin, thank you. It was a blessing and an honor today. Thank you both of you. Really appreciate the opportunity to be with you. Thank, thank you, Archie. Appreciate you.